Welcome back to the podcast, episode 60. As always, you're here with Hoop, Saini, and the infamous Daisy Huncho. I haven't been this excited for an episode in a while. Uh, we had it marked up since our last one as we did the East Playoff Duo Rankings. If you haven't seen that, it's a good watch. Um, today's the West, which is even tougher. There's 10 playoff teams, including the play-ins, but there's too many good teams in the West to the point where we made it 12. Uh, we're going to rank the top 12 teams in the West, their playoff duos, uh, based on our personal preference. We're going to discuss after every four um, listings, as opposed to arguing with each other over why Laurie Markkinen and Jordan Clarkson is a worse playoff duo than, with all due respect, uh, Saney, Shea Gildas-Alexander, and Josh Giddy. Um, I, I just don't want to spend that much time on it. We're going to be talking about the big dogs. Just for a reference for the viewers, I'm a hoof. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm not even gonna. I'm gonna pretend you didn't even say that. Just as a reference for the are viewers, they not? They're they're not the big dogs. The three you can admit that we can spend this whole episode. The three uh, teams in the West we're not discussing: Trailblazers, Spurs, and Rockets. Uh, Trailblazers are like three games behind the plan as of today. They they they've uh, dug themselves a hole that's going to be very hard to get out of, considering every other team is competing Poor for a spot. Dame, bro. We should pray that they <laughs> and, don't win uh, a championship or something, you know? Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I think it's self-explanatory why the Spurs or the Rockets won't be in this list. Uh, last time, I think I started, and then it was Z, and then Hoop. If we want to reverse the order, so Hoop starts, and then Z, and then me, we can do that. I'd uh, love Hoop, to. if you want to kick us off, and so we can get going. So I think the worst playoff core in the West out of the teams we're discussing, the top 12 seats. As duos, of, not core. Uh, duos. As of Sunday, March 19th at 6.25 p.m., I think it is Laurie Markkinen and Jordan Clarkson, if that's their duo. I know Kessler's a ball, and I'm assuming it's Jordan Clarkson. So <laughs> that, I, that, that's what I'm going with. Uh, I For my 12 spot, I agree. Uh, I oh, actually put down... Shut up. I actually, <laughs> yeah, seriously, I actually put seriously. down... I was waiting for him to say, like, Anthony Edwards or something. Like, I was waiting for something crazy. No, nah, I'll put down Lori and whoever the hell else you want to throw at him. Uh, Sexton, I agree uh, with Z there. Like, I don't know who else it is. I said Clarkson. <laughs> I said Lori and uh, Clarkson for 12, so we can move on to 12 or 11. I am so relieved after. Yeah, seriously. I, I was getting ready. Fiasco, after that great, great piece of entertainment last episode. Um, At 11, I do have Shea and Josh Giddy of the OKC Thunder. Uh, at 11, I also have SGA and Josh Giddy, uh the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't know about you. Well, this saying. is where we're going to argue, and I don't want you guys to give me any facial expressions until we get to the recap of the Oh, he's going picks. on a, a Saini-esque rant. Saini-esque. Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert at 11. You said and Rudy? Yeah, I, I don't have Cap because he's been injured for too long. Yep, me neither. Um, and that's, I don't have Cap. And I'm, I'm talking about this season. So I have Ant and Rudy. So you, you're gonna, you, you said you didn't want us to argue after your rant. Where's the yeah, rant? Yeah, we want to, we, we're recapping for top four, right? So when that we get true. to the recap, that I'm gonna, true. I want to, yeah, you know. I, I have uh, Ant and Gobert at 10, just okay. above Shea and Giddy. Uh, I also have Ant and Gobert at 10. I have Shea and Giddy at 10. So That's we have fair. one more pick, yep. we have one more pick, and then we recap. Um, I got John Morant and Desmond Bain at nine. Desmond Bain is the guy, you, okay. okay, fair. Um, I actually have sub, uh, Zion and Bi at nine. Actually, yeah, I, I agree with Z there. I have Zion, Zion and Bi at nine. Unfortunately, and um, yeah. So those those are four picks. Uh, 
the main disagreement, obviously, because you guys both disagreed with me having Ant below Shane Giddy. And I'm going to let you guys know why. Hey, there's We're another person at... in that duo. You said Ant as if Rudy Gobert is not a person. He's not. Uh, <laughs> not <joking>. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Ant and Rudy. Well, Rudy <laughs> isn't the reason <laughs> I'm putting them. You guys are putting them over, right? Like, it's not Rudy Gobert being the it reason you put them over. It is. Well, I'm going to explain to you why. It We're looking actually... at playoff. We're looking at playoff duos. Who brings the best out of the other player? Rudy does not bring the best out of Ant. That man clogs the paint and, if anything, restricts Anthony Edwards from being the three-level scorer that he is and restricting him to two levels when Rudy Gobert is on the court. Rudy Gobert is an off is an offensive liability for the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I understand he doesn't get the touches, a lot of touches, and they don't really give him a chance. I get that. But at the end of the day, we're talking about playoff duos. Josh Giddy brings out the best in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Giddy is one of the best playmakers in the league. He is turning into a triple-double machine. He is a core piece for that Thunder lineup. And then, when you have Shea playing at the two spot beside Giddy, when you have a playmaker like Giddy finding Shea in the right spot at the right time, that just brings the best out of Shea. And it also allows Giddy to use his playmaking abilities to the fullest because Giddy has players he can rely on around him. Anthony Edwards cannot rely on Rudy Gobert. So that's why I put Shea and Giddy over Anthony Edwards and Gobert. Because those two, as a partnership, are better than what Ant and Gobert can bring you. And I get defensively, obviously, that duo is better. But I would rather have peak offense than whatever they're doing over in Minnesota. Because clearly it's not translating to wins. Well, we're talking about the duo, not just Minnesota. I uh, Sure, I, I 100%. I 100%. And, and I agree with I that. I think Ant gives saying... you not the Shea level offense, but a fair amount of offense. It's been proven in the playoffs last year. I still don't know what Shea and Giddy are going to look like in the playoffs at their... Their new state. But we're judging in this re- regular season Absolutely. going into the playoffs. Oh. Well, I'm allowed to use past context. That's what. Okay. You have one round worth of past context for Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. I'm saying, a bunch of first I'm round saying it's, it's, be- it's better than none. And I appreciate So the- you, 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 you have the worst case scenario of experience from Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. The worst case scenario in the playoffs is getting bounced out the first round. It's better so than you, a no case using... scenario. No, I'm it just... isn't. Because, no, what? it isn't. Because the worst case scenario Shea can get is a first round exit. We know that Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert are peaking at first round exits. We don't know what Shea and Giddy that's... are going to do. When, when have so that's they played the worst together? case scenario. When have they played together? Who? And in Gobert, you're saying their first round. No, I'm saying both, like both of them together. individually. I'm saying both of them individually. What does both that have to do with anything? First round exit. Because you just said. Because you just said I take the I take the experience. Because Shea's I been know, out in the first round. It's not the experience. Shea's been out in the first the round before. I've Shea, seen Shea took the Edwards Warriors in, in his rookie year. Shea took the... So you've seen Shea two years in the playoffs. One of them on the Thunder where he played great and the other one with the Clippers. He was a rookie and he was taking the Warriors to six games when that Clippers team had nobody on it. What? What are we talking about? Shea just, has playoff experience. I have not seen Shea at this form with this new team. Okay, but Shea in his previous form. Okay, and you Anthony, haven't seen Rudy Gobert. You haven't seen Rudy Gobert in this form that's, with the That's fair. And Rudy but Gobert is in a worse work. I'm saying if we're saying if we're comparing, like I already agree, Shea has the the edge on Anthony Edwards. If I'm going player for player, who I want on my team, defensively in the and offensively. That's both fair. sides. That's both fair. sides of the court. That's fair. And I'm okay. just saying when it gets down to Gobert and Giddy, I like what Giddy has done this season. But I know that Rudy Gobert is at the very least going to be a threat down in your paint. There's a lot of teams that could use a rim protector. And while he's not completely flawless, it, this is Giddy's first time around. He's, he's, he's a second-year player. So as much as I want to say that I'd love to see this, you know, continued growth of Giddy that we've seen, because you said at the start of the season, he was not the same way. He was like a shot chucker. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm quoting you. At the start uh, of the season, and he yes. turned it around. So yes. I'm, I'm just not going to say that I'm seeing this new Giddy 
you know, ride this wave into the playoffs because the playoffs are a whole different environment. They're going to play. This isn't, this is, this is, this isn't a wave. It's a tsunami at this point, bro. Cause oh he's been on gosh. the same stuff. He's been on the same stuff for multiple months now. Hey, if the happens, the season I'm glad, I'm glad the season to change was bad. my, I'm glad to the start change of the season was bad because the Thunder were trying to figure it. things out. The Thunder were trying to figure things out because they had, they're literally like half of their lineup is rookies. Both Jalen Williams start and they're both rookies. Their I'm whole just, bench is basically a rookie. Like, they're all rookies, so they're all still trying to figure things out. And the fact that they figured it out in, like, four months, and now they're competing for a playoff spot with teams like the Lakers and the Mavericks and the Timberwolves, being them, and they're the youngest team in the league, but apparently the Rockets and the Spurs have a better young core. The Thunder are the youngest team in the league, and they're competing with the top dogs. I'm taking I'm taking Gideon Shea. And I, 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 it's not that far off. I'm not saying it's ridiculous. You guys are saying Ant and Gobert. I'm, I'm, you guys can have that take, and I respect it. I'm, I'm not trying to go at you guys for that take. But I'm saying the reason I put Shane Giddy over is because I'm looking at them as a duo. Both of them bring the best out of each other. Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert don't bring the best out of each other. And when you have a, a chemistry, oh, I, we've, seen um, it, we've seen it, we've seen it, we've seen it, we've seen it. No, 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 let me finish. We've seen it with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. When you have two players that don't work well together, tensions build up and it doesn't translate on the court. Well, if Donovan Anthony Mitchell Edwards, had a huge problem, Donovan yeah. Mitchell had a huge problem with Rudy Gobert, right? What What's different about Anthony Edwards? If and Donovan Anthony Mitchell? Edwards, they're both high level, three level, Gobert they're both three level scorers, yelling each other both... on the court, and ref- and if Anthony Edwards refuses to pass Gobert the ball multiple times, and it shows up on Twitter everywhere, and Gobert comes out and is is petty and whatnot, then I'll start to believe that narrative. But I'm not going to believe a narrative out of thin air. I just well, think... it's not a, I'm not I'm not I'm not setting a narrative. I'm setting. Uh, what I'm seeing in the past, I've seen Rudy Gobert play with a you just Anthony said, Edwards as player. What? I'm saying I've seen Rudy Gobert play with a Rudy, a Rudy Gobert play with an That's Anthony Edwards style. as players. You were saying three, like exactly Mitchell their play styles getting... don't work. Their play styles don't work. Their play styles don't work together. That's what at that point I'm trying to meet. And when we're in a playoff series, there I'm saying like for the sake of a duo, bringing your yes. be, bringing the best out of your teammate is while it does boost you as a duo, it doesn't make you better than if you have like Kevin Durant and a completely uh, another piece like even if it is KD and Rudy Gobert they don't bring anything out of each other but they're just but that's a but that's a different story because that's Kevin Durant Anthony Edwards isn't better than Shea I Gilgis agree Alexander. I'm just saying when you weigh this, them when you weigh them when you weigh them I'm looking at Giddy as the weak piece as of now as of now and that's where I think Gobert steps in I think Gobert has become a little underrated I, I, I disagree. I think I think Giddy is the worst out of the four, but I don't see him as that much of a weak piece where you can put Ant and Gobert over Shane Giddy because I think Giddy Giddy's ability to bring out more in Shea makes Shea in a better situation than Anthony Edwards, so it makes him that much better than Anthony Edwards when we're comparing them as duos, not as I know, players. I'm as not going to change your minds. We might as well move forward. I don't know. I mean, I feel bad. Z's been hearing this rant. What do you got to say, Z? No, y'all got it. <laughs> y'all got it. I uh, no, I I look at it from a perspective of I'm kind of like. I'm not completely on hoop side with it because I do see Saney's point to where it's like Saney could literally say, that, like he just said, that Josh Giddy is the weakest out of the four. But at the same time, it's more, I think, what you prefer in a playoff series when you're looking at the the makeup of the duo alone. With Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert, for example, you're getting Anthony Edwards' three-level scoring. You're getting the fact that he is a pretty solid two-way player and he's you know working his way into peak shape for that or as he's you know as he's getting older he's only going to get better right and for Rudy Gobert in my opinion we've seen like we've seen like the best that Rudy Gobert can give you when you're looking at it in a playoff series format you know you got seven games so it's a matter of is Rudy Gobert's defense in the paint you know with all the blocks and all the lobs the Wolves that have better be team defenders by the way this has nothing to do with right. the duo but I'm saying when you're yeah. talking about Rudy being a first round exit and his 
I don't know if you mentioned his playoff struggles with him getting taken out the paint. That's a lot. That's very situational. Right, right, right. So as a player, I'm not going to pin that on him until I see it in another happen in another situation, which very well can because he has that mobility issue. But the Timberwolves do have better team defenders. But go go carry on, carry on. I also see Sandy's point to where it's a matter of you know bringing out the best in your teammate SGA and Giddy being so young, uh, trying to get every level of experience they can against going up against top notch competition because like you said. Being that the Lakers are in the playing tournament right now, they're still a pretty pretty solid team to beat. If the Thunder's beating the Lakers, you know, that's a pretty good win for them, uh, being that the Lakers are expected to do a little bit more than the Thunder are. So I agree with Sandy on the point of bringing the best out of your partner is great and beneficial for success, especially in a duo. And with SGA and Giddy, the responsibilities that Giddy has playmaking-wise aren't the same responsibilities that SGA has. Same way with SGA's defense uh, when you're looking at Giddy. Same way with SGA's scoring even when you're looking at Giddy. So, you know, if you can complement each other by picking up the slack for areas that other the other person can't really cover, that's really beneficial. So either way, you can go A and you can go Cat or you can go SGA and Giddy, and I'm not mad either way. Because honestly, with SGA and Giddy, chemistry and all those things matter a ton for two players like that. And in Cat, it's more or less chemistry kind of plays a part, but playing your part individually is very, very important for those two. Because Ant's going to handle the scoring and handle the setting up uh, Rudy Gobert, if you will. But Rudy's supposed to hold down the paint. And like you said, that's a topic for another day. But, you know, when you drag him out to the perimeter, a whole different story gets brought up. But, yeah, and, you know, I, like, I see both sides of it. When we talk duos, man, chemistry plays a big part. Like how how you can put the – we've seen it multiple times where you put two really good players on the same team and, and it doesn't work out because they can't, they can't mesh together. So that's all I'm going to say. But we can move on and we can go from nine to six now. All right. Uh – my number nine. Well, I already said that it was John Bain. Eight, eight. Sorry, sorry. Apologies. Um, I got Zion and Ingram from the Pels. Uh, for eight, for me, I have Sabonis and Fox. Eight for me, I have Jaw, and this is where me and Hoop disagree. I put Jaron Jackson Jr. as the duo. That's fair. Um, that's that's very fair. That that's honestly more like a very that's a good chemistry topic as well. Um, at seven, oh God, I have, uh, I have Stephen Clay. Yeah. I want to see Z's reaction there. Um, I could back it though. That's fine. Oh oh my God. That's not crazy. That's not crazy. Okay. We'll see. What, what, what are you doing? How am I? For seven. See, that's, that's why I made that noise, bro. I knew this was going to happen. I was like, oh God, I'm going to have to, I'm I'm going to have to argue this now. I knew, I knew this was going to happen. No, 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 no. We'll argue it at the end. That's why I was literally doing this. Like, let's, let's calm it down a little. Let's let's get the way it starts. Oh my God. Give your seven. Give your seven Z. Let's go. My seven is jaw. And I put actually Desmond Bain, but I can see the Jaron Jackson for sure. I was just stuck in between. I mean, either one works. Either one works. I put, um, Jokic and MPJ at seven. M- Ooh, MPJ. MPJ. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't think it's Murray. I think Murray is hella inconsistent, bro. I would. And if you look at MPJ, he's underrated. I think he's the second star in Denver. But... MPJ is so tough. Um, he is. Yeah. Really we're up to, we're up to six. Yep. Um, I have Sabonis and Fox at six. Okay. Fair. All right. For six, I have Braun and Anthony Davis. I got uh, six. I got Curry and Clay. Fair. We got some stuff to talk about. We that, do. That's, we do. Yeah, that's, the, that's the end of it, right? The four. No, we have no. we have five. Or, we have to yeah. do five. Five. Wait. So I got one more. Yep. Uh, five. I got. 
I put Jokic and Murray only because I think Murray needs to be the guy in the playoffs, and I think he will be. Uh, yeah, I guess going... But I haven't seen Murray in two years, so that's why... I, I saw him play okay. against the Knicks. He looked like more like a healthier version, so that's, that's okay. what I'm basing this off. He looked pretty good. Okay. For my number I five... I mean, uh, of the, the season, of course, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. For my number five, I also have Jokic and Murray. Uh, I do also yep. believe that in order for them to be really successful, Jokic is going to be there, but Murray's going to have to be that guy, that number two, that no, Robin. No, you can... Uh, for me, I didn't look at it as like what I believe they need to do. It's what I'm seeing from this season. Okay, not, fair. I, I didn't base my perspective off of what I think. But um, at my number five, I have Fox and Sabonis. Uh, before we do the Curry Clay stuff, because I know that's going to take up the big chunk of this time, I got to ask, Z, how do you have Fox and Sabonis so low? They are leading their team to the number one offense in the league. Now, Sandy, you got, more, you got more balls than me. I was about to put those two over the Jokic duo. Uh, yeah, uh, I put so them respect, over. Respect for uh, that. Of course I put them up. Bro, what you mean, guys are course. really underrated. No, I'm saying of course I put them over. But, uh, what do you mean? That's, no. not enough, that's not an of course. I'm saying it's it's a it's a <laughs> it's a solid it's a solid pick. I was about to do I it. I think I think I think well I'll talk about because you guys both have Jokic and MPJ at five, right? Jokic and Murray. Or, yeah. or if they're yeah, Jokic and Murray. I put Jokic and MPJ at seven because Jokic, I believe that if if Jokic if, if we were talking like even an all star level player beside Jokic, he's number one. That duo was number one. Because Jokic will literally make anybody he plays with better. Jokic, I believe, is like the perfect guy to pair with any star in this league. Denver, unfortunately, doesn't have that set star yet. And I believe by next season, if MPJ takes the leap that I believe he will take, they will be a lot higher on this list. If MPJ becomes like a 23-plus points-per-game scorer and a legitimate threat night in and night out, then I'll put him up. He's had a few inconsistent nights, though, and he's not reliable night in, night out. Um, I, I do think he has one of the best clips in the league, but he can disappear at, at times. I'm quoting uh, from my friends that are Denver Nuggets fans. Um, I have a few Serbian friends and, you know, Jokic, of course. Um, and I see them complain about MPJ and, and Murray all the time. Um, and that's why I have them lower than other guys because, like, again, I always look at it as a duo, man. Like, how do they complement each other? How are they by themselves as a threat? Jokic is the biggest threat in the world, but a big part of Jokic's game is playing off of other players and allowing other players to get open and to get shots. And when you have a guy you can't rely on night in and night out, Jokic's ability, you know, like, it, it, it's not used to its full potential, which is why I have them low. The reason that, the main reason that I have uh, Sabonis and Fox solo is basically because... Where, the where did you have them again? Can you run through that segment were eight. of the list? They were at eight. Eight it, is can, ridiculous. Can you run through uh, that segment, though, so the viewers can hear? Like so I have eight, eight to five? Okay, eight, Sabonis and Fox. Seven, Ja and Desmond Bain, or Jaron Jackson Jr. Six, Braun and AD. Five, Jokic and Murray. Now, why do you have why do you have got, ja got a couple over things Fox to cover, Sabonis? Bro. Yeah, like that's the because craziest one. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing that y'all are failing to point out, and it, it, this is the this is the thing that makes our list so different is because we're looking at this from three different places and three different perspectives. When I look at Demontis Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox, one thing automatically popped into my head as I was trying to figure out where to rank them, and that is, well, can I judge playoff success before? No, I really can't. Fox has never been in the playoffs. That was Sabonis my separator with the Nuggets Sabonis, and the, the Kings. Right. Sabonis has been in there three times. His career average is 9.6. Didn't do anything special. He hasn't been in there since 2019. So in uh, my one head... One of them was a Thunder year, though, when he got like two points a game. That's and the point. Before he was good. That's, that's the point. Like, a, it's like, oh, my bad. That's the point. 
I didn't mean to bring back bad. No, no, I didn't mean like, like no, 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 but like no, but like <laughs> oh, say, 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 don't say like nine points. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying no, no, no. I'm just he was trash on the Thunder. Don't <laughs> say nine points per game like like when he was in his prime and no, he no, fell no. off completely. I'm, yeah, right, like, right. Just to add context, like he was very young in some of those. The years. point. The, He's the trying context. to throw dirt on Domas. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The context. The context that I'm trying to apply is the fact that playoff experience and things of that nature kind of make up a lot of my list as you'll see as we move closer and closer towards the top one but for Sabonis and Fox like as Sandy said they've been absolutely electrifying this year one of the best duos that I've seen so far in the regular season and I think that after all-star break alone people were asking questions as to will the Sacramento Kings be able to keep it up will they fall into the play-in tournament or will they stay above 500 stay above the four seed things of that nature and so far they've been doing their thing the biggest difference is Sabonis is not that great of an interior defender not really. He, he plays the big man position, but he isn't one of the best big man defenders we have in the league. One of the great offensive big men we have in the league. You know, when, with Jokic being there, it's kind of hard to put him up against him. But Sabonis does his thing, too. He can get you uh, a double-double easily any night, any given night. And Fox, his tempo and the way he controls the game is absolutely electrifying. Clutch, king of the fourth quarter, all that. We get all that. For me, I have not seen either of these two players have any season like this before. So it's hard for me to judge how they're going to be in the playoffs being that, A, it's De'Aaron Fox's first playoff ever. So he could, you know, be averaging 25 plus and doing all the things that he's doing right now. Or, you know, spotlight might be too big. Who knows? For Sabonis, he's never really had a moment where he's been this, had this prominent of a role, I would say, like for a team. And it's a clear cut that this team is a top three seed in the West, uh, you know, top five offense in the league, things of that nature. But I don't know if they're going to be able to, if, if this duo alone, can really out battle other duos I have ahead of it. Even a this LeBron is the and Julius Randall dilemma. Right. Keep going, but I was gonna say, even with a LeBron and Anthony Davis, because in my opinion, I was struggling to rate them too. I was like, how can I rate them when I ain't seen them play together in months? But at the same time, I'm just thinking to myself, well, a healthy AD and a healthy LeBron complement each other so well and they've won a championship before by doing so. Last time they were in the playoffs, we didn't see them healthy for an entire first for an entire round. So, you know, assuming health and things of that yeah. nature. I would say I'm confident yeah. to take Braun and AD over Sabonis and Fox, despite how great they're playing this year. So it's a, it, that, that's I have Braun and AD over them too, right? It, I have Braun and AD over them. I haven't mentioned where I have Braun and AD okay. yet, so I agree with you there. I think the fact that I do understand your guys's point, where it's like, will they disappear in the playoffs? They haven't had experience yet. We cannot judge them. 100, percent I agree with that. But when it comes to Fox and Sabonis, man, especially in the Western Conference this season, when you're leading a team to basically a guaranteed two seed at this point, maybe even a first seed with, with what Denver's doing lately. Um, I can pull up the standings right now, actually, and see how far off they are after Denver's, Denver's little... slipping, man. Uh, I mean, I mean, Denver, I mean... Through the roof, baby. They're, they're still four games I ahead. Think, I think Grizzlies... Giannis should win it. That's a topic for another day. I think every... Yeah. Yeah, I think it should be Giannis, but go ahead. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about MVP. Okay, that's a... We're, we're cycling completely. We're going through the whole different conference now. But, um, yeah, man. For me, I got to put the Kings there. Because number one offense in the league, the jump they've made, I don't see Fox. I I, I mean, I, I, I know this is kind of lame to bring up, and I don't know how much this really justifies it. But I've seen Fox play in, like, March Madness and, like, that pressurized situation, right? And and he has stepped up in big moments. That's I fair. I mean, obviously, this was five years ago, That's right? Fair. Yep. But as a player, he has been known to step up mm -hmm. in big moments when he's had the opportunity. Yep. So he has not given me a reason to believe he wouldn't step up because he's been playing on the Kings and the Kings have been the Kings for so long, right? 
So it's like, can we really blame them for not going to the yeah, playoffs yeah, yeah. on Fox? Or can we blame them on 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 the Kings? Like the best move they made was trading Tyrese Halliburton, and that was an insane move. But I mean, they got some bonus back. But that's like the extent they had to go to to become a playoff team by trading Tyrese Halliburton for a guy that's way older. Which it worked out, fair enough. But I'm just saying, like that's the Kings yeah. for you, right? Um, I I gotta put them over because man, like when you watch them play, bro, it's like that they they are the number one offense. This might be the like the best offense I've seen since Golden State prime Golden State. Like when I watch these Kings play, I'm like, damn, they they are they are yeah. nice, right? Why would that not translate in the playoffs? And you guys, you guys also, I I do understand we're doing duos, so this ha- this isn't contributing towards my point or Fox of Sabonis, but I mean other players on that team have playoff experience, so I think the Kings as a whole will do good in the playoffs. They have teams, they have players that have won rings like like Harrison Barnes, right? They they know what it takes to go far. Um, that that's not going to be a point contributing to my duo talk. Obviously, I just want to mention the fact that I do believe in the Kings. But hey, good, good. Um, you heard, can I, I think the biggest I'll, thing uh, as long as you got here some more questions, good, Zaney, Yeah. When uh when did you talk to your Serbian friend about the uh Jamal Murray thing? I just get texts from them all the time, bro. I just get like, like they they think Murray's the biggest waste. I mean, we were out last night watching the March Madness really? games and he was just talking to me about how he hates Murray. Well apparently he's like apparently he'll go for like four fifty one night and drop ten the next night and be the reason why they lost. Well hold on. I because I could see some some spotty games where he well one of them he only plays twenty five minutes. So you get the point. Like there's some like low scoring games here, but over right. since January, the start of January, he is averaging twenty three points, seven assists, uh a steal, three board or four boards on forty five, forty, eighty five. That's pretty good. That's like I don't know. I don't. I again. I'm speaking. I chose MPJ based off of. I don't watch Nuggets games. I'll be honest. So I'm. I, I said like I'm using MPJ because I've heard from fans. They wish me spotty. If we, don't uh, take my word for it though. Like I'm not the yeah, one saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just judging my opinion off others. Also, um, let me let me just say the the whole Jokic is bad at defense thing is completely true, bro. I told you. I, no, bro. You know how many... Uh, I, I, watched you know a, how I watched a full game against the Knicks. Because I've, I've seen, like... I've watched through full, like, halves of Jokic because they don't televise Denver games. So whenever they score, like, 80 and a half, I'm like, yo, how does this offense work? And it's it's crazy. And I don't... You know, I watch the defense, but I just, you know, I, I zone out because I want to see the, how the ball moves. But, like, they... Bro, he cannot they move. They, Denver's no. going... I think Denver's going out early. Like, I thought that was all a bunch of just media narratives. But depending- he... Depending on what happens, they could go out in the first round. He gets he gets caught at the top of the at the top of the key, like like way up there, like mm-hmm. two feet past the three point line at it's the top, wraps. and he cannot it's get wraps. back. He can't get back. In the playoffs last year against the Warriors, yep. first round, all it was was hot pick and rolls and making Jokic look like he wanted to literally do the the Cupid shuffle. They were making him do twister and anything out there. Them legs was moving. They were trying to get him to to do everything, and he couldn't. Like. But Sab- Sabonis isn't isn't all that much better, so that's that's why I didn't sway me in that argument. But we got we yeah. got to move forward. Um, uh, I really want to. I want to get to this Clay. warrior talk. I can't wait. Bro. Let's let's let's. Oh, we, here's the thing: we, we, we spent too much ours? time on the Kings, um, so we can see where he has him. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll talk about the warrior because I feel like this is gonna be the big thing. Because remember, we only have, like, have we have like we have like 25 minutes max left. So but, we're um, up to four. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. <laughs> Yo, okay. <laughs> All right, okay. Word. Word. Oh, word. Okay, that's an under uh, okay, at four. Man. I have Luca and Kyrie Irving. You did, did not. I Yo, did that's, not. Okay. Both of you, both of you are crazy. Both of you are crazy. I got at number four, I have LeBron and Anthony Davis. 
Uh, at three, I have Luca Kyrie. At three, I have D Book and KD. Well, oh, at, you at are, three, oh, at three, oh, I have Kawhi and Paul George. Oh. At, uh, at three, I have Kawhi and Paul George. At two, I have Kawhi and Paul at George. At two, I have Kawhi and Paul George. At two, I have Luca and Kyrie. Wait, he didn't say the Warriors yet. He's number one. Oh, I just yes, sir. Oh, I mean, tripping. Yeah. Go ahead. Who? At least no, mine you're... is like circumstantially they can be number one, which is what I'm relying on. I got LeBron and AD. Interesting. Sure. Interesting. Sure. It, sure. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad at it. No, no. no I want to hear this number one. Number no, one. say it. Say it. Say it. So say, I can say, say mine. Say and we can my go number back. one. My number it, please. one. Are the Splash Brothers uh, four time champion Splash okay. Brothers. Warriors? That's a, that's a Warriors, Warriors fan. fan, man. A Warriors fan. That's since a July, classic Warriors fan. Point Warriors fan since July. Please, please. All the all the rumors are true. to a game six Anthony Davis. A game Are we following on a game six? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Can I say my one? Can I say my one? Can I say my one? What's all right? Who's your one? Can I say my one? I got Devin Booker. I'm not mad at that. I'm genuinely not. I'm not. I gotta say this about because I have Curry and Clay at six. I get. I'll say like I will say this like they complement each other so well because when you're that much of a threat in the perimeter. And you have two guys on I the court that seven, can destroy bro. you at any point, which is me and you. Who we basically have them in the same spot, six, seven. Yeah, that's like yeah. whatever. <laughs> when you have two guys that much of a threat from the perimeter, it opens up the floor for each of them so much more. They do create a lot of space for each other, and I don't think they're a bad duo whatsoever. When I go at you for this, but to say number one is blasphemy. That is actually like the number one Western Conference duo. It in wait wait wait. I I gotta ask. Are they your number one duo in the league? Stephen Clay? Yeah. Actually, they're not. It's really Joel and Harden. Crazy. But you crazy, had Giannis and Drew as your number one in the East, and you put Joel and Harden yeah, under the Celtics. Not, the Bucks you put have 50, so, wait, 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 you put the wins. No, but uh -oh. we're ranking duos. We're ranking you asked duos. Me if it was my favorite. What? You asked we're me if it was my duos. favorite duo. We're right. You asked if it was my favorite no, duo. No, I said, is there your number one? Are they your number one duo in the league? That's what I asked you. Oh, Ste wait, no, Stephen Clay? Favorite no. duo is on the Sixers. Of course, they're your favorite duo. Yeah, wait, it's, what? I, I oh. like James Harden. And I haven't seen Stephen Clay so all season. No, we Kelly. got so much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, Steph Curry's been out twice. Are you trying for injuries? How much is it? How much How much did you pay for the ticket? Huh? The, the ticket to board the bandwagon. How much did you pay for it? How much did you pay for it? Wow. Okay, let me let me get into this because I'm not I'm not, I'm not about to do this. First of all, I'm not letting, I'm not letting hoop off the hook. I'm not letting hoop off the hook right now. For having LeBron and Anthony Davis number one, what you talk about me hopping on the bandwagon? What you you seem to be representing a lot of broad. You seem to represent the broad sexual community right now because tell me this: how the hell is LeBron James He's and Anthony Davis? He's LeBron duos. and Anthony Davis. How many games have we seen LeBron and Anthony Davis play since Z they won the championship in twenty twenty? Zizi Huncho is LeBron James a top ten to fifteen player in this league? Yes, he is. Of course, he is. Is wow, Anthony Davis me? a top ten to fifteen player in this league? Uh -huh. Oh, uh, yes, he is. Come on, yes, he is. Okay, yeah. Yes, he is. He said it. It's circumstantial. We please, right. Warriors. It's circumstantial. Yeah, bro, let's, Warriors let's is talk different. About, let's Warriors talk about different. that. Let's talk Warriors about this. Different. So what Sandy just said. To what I, I really, I'm about to make my argument. Don't even worry about it. To what Sandy just said. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. We're talking about the best damn duos in the Western Conference. We're talking about the best damn duos in the Western Conference. So when I sat back. And ZZ Huncho had to look at this list, right? I had to look at this list. I had to really look at it. You feel me? I'm sitting here looking at it. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what is Hoop going to say? 
What's Sandy gonna say? Kawhi PG? What what you think I was gonna say? Listen, please. I really thought what, I really what, thought you were gonna say. I really thought I really thought you were gonna put Kawhi and PG number one. I was I'm close. Not I thought that was too close. I'm not, I thought I, I, I agree with Z there. I thought you were gonna put them there. Yeah, if it was Paul George, he would have been there. It would have been. Yeah. Okay, fair, fair point, fair point, fair point. No, because okay, I know who beats. I know what he beats. I know what he beats. But here's my thing. I look at the entire rest of this list, and I'm thinking to myself, D Book and KD. I've seen them play what three games together? Four. So and and granted, they did both do. They, they went crazy in that game. I ain't gonna lie. They both, they did go crazy. So by default, I feel like a lot of people are going to automatically say, well, deep looking Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throw them number one. I'm not going to be that person. ZZ Hunter was not that person. Uh, Luka and Kyrie Irving. Same exact damn thing applies. Oh my God, Luka and Kyrie. Now they're together now. The Mavericks finally have all the answers. No, they don't. They don't. They don't have any of the answers solved. They just got two dynamic scores. They both can give you 30. Doesn't matter, but, but but you don't really know if one's gonna give you thirty on like you know sixty five percent efficiency, and the other one's gonna, Luke is gonna give you thirty on forty five fucking free throws. When you don't know, no one knows. All right, I know it doesn't add up to thirty, but still, whatever. Um, the point is, the point is getting me mad. When I look at Steph Curry and I look at Klay Thompson and I think about duos, especially in the Western Conference, over the course of you could point point to this season, you could point to plenty of seasons of before. I have seen numerous instances of this duo alone when their back is against the wall. And the media is sitting here asking, who the hell is going to show up on Golden State? Steph and Klay Thompson. Sandy remembers this vividly. I mean, shit, How I was in eighth grade. night against Memphis, bro? Who showed up? Okay, so. Okay, hey, Clay, so, Clay, so, you know, you know when you hey, know Clay's having four, a bad game. When he rings. starts doing this one. I got when he starts doing this one, you know he had you know he had a bad game. He's not you know, lying. You know, He's not you, lying. Know, you know Clay had a bad game when he starts doing this. <laughs> He's not lying. Anytime Clay results the rings, I've seen having a bad game. It's like I'm seeing him do that celly like once a month, bro. Oh, God. Hey, but listen, listen. I don't give a damn about none of that. Like I said before, you can point to Anthony Davis, you can point to LeBron James. As far as I'm concerned, Game 6, Clay Thompson was born in Oklahoma City. In that same exact game, people like to talk about, oh, Clay All Thompson right, had 41 serious. and 11 All right, we're corners. And Steph Curry had 31, a quiet 31. The Game 7 right after that, Curry drops another 30 bomb. I've seen the Splash Brothers show up. Game 6 against Toronto, no, but, 2019. Wait, 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 wait. Before we bring up other clay stats, Z, Z, okay. I understand the Splash Brothers will go off for a lot of shots, right? But those guys as a duo don't include the multiple illegal screens that get set for the Warriors and the set pieces the Warriors run. That's not what I'm saying. Okay, fine. Not illegal screens. Okay, whatever. Illegal screens. No, no, no. Okay, I'm okay. You may be spitting. You can say the screens. No, no, no. No, no, Sandy. No, I need to say this because I made a video on it. It's good. It's fine if they get away with it because they're not illegal unless they're called. So your point should be it doesn't account for the system they run. For example, Draymond, the other pieces that fit that system. Okay. But I know what you're trying to say. You separate yes. them. Yes. I'm saying you're, you're, you're saying they're illegal is you're like, at, you're, at, you're, you're trying to like take a cheap knock. You're acting, but, yeah. you're acting as if the Warriors, like Clay and Steph, as a duo by themselves, are going to be able to play the same way they play on the Warriors. They're not. The Warriors are set up. We're talking about duos. We're not talking about... We are. Right? So... Really? What are Clay and Steph gonna do without them Draymond screens, without them Kevin Looney screens, without compared to other players on this list? I'm not I saying think they're context bad. matters. So, so you what about, take them in context? Yeah, no. yeah if, uh, sure. The, and Curry and Clay are great, Draymond but you're telling me them you're telling me you're yeah, sure. I know 100. percent The Warriors get Clay and Steph open. They're the ones who get them these looks, and obviously Steph will do his little dribble around, and you'll get an open shot, and Steph will do some crazy stuff for sure. But look at the other guys on this list. Do you really trust Steph and Clay? Without the Warriors, we're looking at a duo, right? Without the Warriors, do you really trust Steph and Clay to take you further in a series other than a guy like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant? Guys who can take uh, over games without, you know, running off a screen, playing off. Like, Steph's whole game is off ball. His whole playmaking 
aspect is off-ball playmaking. We can agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can agree on that, right? And that's accounted to the Warriors playing perfectly around them. They have, they're, they're a great team. I'm not hating on them whatsoever, right? But we're yeah. talking about duos. And you're ranking Clay and Steph as the number one duo in the West. But, they're the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. I don't yes. think, that, and that's are not, we that's doing not top even, ten shooting backcourts? Are we doing the top ten that's shooting backcourts? Are we doing top ten shooting backcourts? If you're talking bro. about that, Ooh. is not all. See, this this is the problem you that can, I'm having. You this can is the throw Kyle Korver in that backcourt with Steph Curry, and it's still the best shooting backcourt of all time. I thought you said I thought you said I was. I thought you said I was. I thought you said I was. Okay, sorry. Yes, you could. right. Hoop is right. That's exactly right. Hoop is right. Hoop is right. That's exactly right. No, 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 exactly right. All right, wait, wait. Let's all stop yelling. You mean to tell me that Kyle Korver? You mean to tell me that Cal Corber has given me 60 points on 11 dribbles? I didn't say that. Yes, I know. Yes, 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 no, 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 no. Wait, 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 Listen, you mean to tell me that let's Kyle see, Corver, if you, you get Kyle Corver, stop Z, yelling, stop Z, yelling Z, over each other, boys, 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 boys stop uh, yelling over each other, stop yelling over each other. Who is the second best shooting backcourt of all I'm time? The second best? Can you even think of one? Is it is it Kyle Corver? Is it is it Ray Allen? No, no but listen, I'm that saying, point, is it Reggie Miller? Kyle Corver with Steph Curry, even though he's worse than Klay Thompson, that's still the best shooting backcourt of all time. That's the point you brought up. 100%. 100%. Okay, no, 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 If you gave Kyle Corver a bunch of open threes, I'm not co-signing this is my problem. This is if my problem. If you gave him the opportunities, if you gave him the touches, when has no, Kyle Corver ever been given I, more than 10 oh shots a game? I when has Kyle Corver ever been given more than 10 shots a game? I'm not co-signing this. He had a lot of touches. He had a lot of touches with LeBron damn James on his no, team. No, when he was 39. When he was 39, bro. Like, what? You give me Atlanta. Listen, you give me Atlanta Hawks Kyle Corver. No, no, listen. You give me Atlanta Hawks Kyle Corver with the Draymond Green screens, right? And you give him 25 shots to shoot that game. You'll give you at least 10 of them. Yo, she make at least ten of them. What are you guys talking about? If he has three more from three, from three I'm not hating on no Kyle If he's running he around, no. if okay. he's running around, if he's just running around the whole time getting yeah. these open looks, bro, you'll go on a hot streak, and you guys are tripping if you think he would. I'm not saying he will. He's not like he's not that type of player. But if you gave him the opportunity, <laughs> if the opportunity was there, the guy Justice would take for Kyle it. The guy Justice would take for it. Kyle but yeah, no, Z, I agree with who. Like, and you, you, there's not like a, a solidified shooting backcourt other than Clay and Steph. Like, that's the first time we've ever seen something like that where two guys could shoot the lights out. We're talking about top 10 duos, not top 10 shooting duos. They're, uh, if they're a backcourt, they're a duo. And yes. we're talking about the top 10 duos in the play in the Western Conference. They're in the Western Conference. As far as I'm, as far as I'm concerned, they checked off two of the boxes right there. And the third box is considering the fact that when you look at every other duo, Lori Merkin right is a duo in the West with Carl and Jordan That's what we're talking about. What were the boxes they checked off? But your boxes you just checked off. Your boxes you just checked off. Are they in the Western Conference? Apply to every team in the West. Are they in the Western Conference? Check. Are they a duo? Check. Do they have a better track record? Two players. What kind of box is that? What do you mean? I'm talking about okay. Just just listen to me right now, please. They are a duo. They are a duo. They're a duo. It doesn't matter. They're two of them. They got two of them. They got two of them over there. I'm saying. I'm saying the thing that's getting me mad is that y'all are trying to sit here and act like because I'm calling them the greatest shooting backcourt of all time, and a backcourt is a duo. Last time I checked, they're they're already good on that. They're already good on that. So what more do you want? They have the best. They have the best playoff track record. No, 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 Let's just calm for a second. Let's just calm for a you second. Take JJ Redick. Let's just I read. take JJ Redick. Z, 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 Z,
Stop talking for a sec. Backward of all time. Yes, 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 yes. Stop talking for a sec. All right, let's just calm down. We're all yelling. We're all yelling. We need to relax for a second because I need to go back to Z's point. Because Z, I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself here because I genuinely think you're just hyper. You better. You did it. No, no, no. You did. No, no, no. I'm not talking about his Curry Clay point. I think you genuinely are just hyper and you said something that you didn't mean to say. And I want to let you backtrack. Okay. Okay. Re say it. Let's go. Because you said, you said, let me finish. You were like, oh, they're a duo. Check. They play in the Western Conference. Check. Okay. And then your third point was just reiterating the fact that they played in the backcourt together. How does that make them number one? Where, why are they number one? I'm not saying you're wrong. Because they're the best shooting backcourt of all time. He already said it. Points, his first three points on why they were number one was that they play in the backcourt. <laughs> There's two of them. And they're in the West. <laughs> Y'all got me hyper, bro. Y'all got me a little hyper. You're right. He's right. You're right. Like you're right. Like they they are they are back. Let me backtrack. The point that I was trying to make is when I look at Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, I'm going to say this finally. Out of every other duo on this list, they have done more in the playoffs together than all of these duos. Right or wrong? Right or wrong? Fair. Fair. And I'm talking about Kawhi and Paul George because Kawhi and Paul George, if they don't do anything this year, that's going to be... You don't got to elaborate be, on that. I got you. Yeah. Yes, yes. We get, Kawhi, we, we, you don't have to elaborate the duos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to elaborate the duos. So all I'm yeah. saying is that is the reason why I have them number one, and that was the reason why I expected them to at least be in the top five for y'all because when you look at a playoff track record for this duo alone compared to other duos in this list, they have the better playoff track record. History shows that. The facts show that. The stats, even even with Kawhi and PG, like, I mean, if you compare the stats of playoffs uh, performance, the playoff performing between both, you know, pairings, Clay right. shoots better than Paul George. Steph shoots better than Kawhi. Averages more than Kawhi. Blah blah blah. blah however, you want to use that. But all I'm saying is, I took all of that into a, into account. On top of the fact that if I said to myself, if the if their back is against the wall, I'm not counting out the Splash Brothers. Haven't done it since middle school. Uh, and, I, and since they and the only I see your point. The only time that they've given me wrong point. was when Clay got hurt in the finals in game in 2019. I. I'll say this. I completely disagree with your point that they're number one. Okay. But if you were to put them top four, okay. Okay. I have them at six. You hey, can give me an argument. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, top four is still too much for me. I All have right, them at well, six. Hold on. This is what I want to say. Sorry. Sorry. Well, if you want to finish your point. But I have I have them at six. And the only duo that you can argue with me, Z, that I will sit and be like, you know what? There's something there is Sabonis and Fox. LeBron and AD, Kawhi and PG, Luka and Kyrie, Book and KD. That's hard to take over. As a duo, that's hard to be over. And see, here's the thing. Because of Klay Thompson. So would you, and it's because of Klay Thompson. It's not because of Steph. So would you say, it's because of Klay would Thompson. you say that Kyrie and Luka Doncic play well, like play yeah. off of each other, better than the Splash Brothers do? I don't believe that at all. And yeah, I the think Splash that, Brothers have much more chemistry. Chemistry and Splash Brothers have much more chemistry. Like Sandy said, with the SGA we're, we're, and, we're, and all I'm saying, saying, I but think... It's two superstars. But, the, but I, I, I do, and, and here's the thing, Z. I do agree with your point to an extent, and that's a lot of my criteria is how do they play well together. But at the end of the day, Luke and Kyrie are two superstars that turn up in the playoffs. I think they're so two proven closers. They're two, pro- exactly. Like, they're two proven superstars in the playoffs. So that's why I put them so high up, even though we've never seen them. Even okay, though fair. we've never seen them. Fair point, fair point, fair point. Um, but in, yeah. in a majority of the time, I do agree with that point, Z. I was going to say okay. with, with the duo now, um, obviously the Warriors have always had a great defense thanks to Draymond Green um, with that duo of the Splash Brothers. Now that the defense is falling apart, do you think that the offensive production holds up to the standard of these other duos that provide some value on the defensive side of the ball, even though Steph and Clay are quite clearly at this point only offense? 
the the way I look at it is uh, I see your point on that. I really do because uh, and I agree with you to the to the extent of Draymond Green was the defensive, uh, I guess enforcer, whatever, however you want to call it. But when I look at Steph and Clay, however, like case in point, when Steph, Clay, Wiggs, Draymond, Looney, that starting lineup is when they played together this year, they were the best offensively, the best starting lineup in the league. And a lot of that was uh, attributed to Steph's, you know, off-ball gravity, Clay's off-ball gravity, and things of that nature. So I think that offensively, they can still do what they need to do. Steph Curry, we've talked about it. Steph Curry isn't like a bum on defense. Is not like someone that you look at and you yeah, say, I'm, uh, I'm saying, yeah, like, yeah, he just can't yeah. play. But he's not. Clay he's Thompson, not bringing as Clay much Thompson value. I'm saying as like a defensive big. For example, like LeBron and AD. I feel you. Like they bring more value defensively. So that's yeah. right, right, right. They do. Um, and in the Warriors case, a lot of the time when I look at this duo alone, I think that their offensive game, being that they have raised it and had so many of these iconic games in the playoffs and great performances in the playoffs alone, individually and together. Um, I think that that is a testament to just when you look at how great of an offensive, uh, player someone is sometimes defense are the, that offense, that great offensive play alone can overshadow some of the defensive woes. Clay Thompson specifically, when you look back at how he was like in his earlier years, was one of the best, if not the best, two-way guard in the league, shooting guard, right? But now, obviously, injuries later, he's regressed. But at the same time, he can still hold his own on defense. Like he still has six foot, what six foot six? Uh, still got the wingspan, still got the wingspan, still got the reach, things like that. You know, Clay Thompson isn't gonna just flat out fall on his face on the defensive end. That's that, that's the thing that I that I look at. So I understand people have the defensive concerns, but I don't looking at the when I look at the fact that they're not like. They haven't fallen off the wagon to the bottom of the pal of the worst defenders in the league that you could possibly have match up with somebody else because they still there, give there's that a difference effort. between not bringing all that much value and not being a liability. They're not a liability. They're just there. Right, right, right. Um, the last thing I'll say I is I know, like I've used history, for example, in the past. Like if LeBron and AD didn't win a ring together, I'm probably not. I'd probably put Kawhi and PG one. Um, but the that's a big factor since they play together they have good chemistry when they play together and i just like what they bring value wise but with steph and clay obviously looking at this season um they've struggled on the road like mightily do you think that changes in the playoffs did you we take that into consideration that, i've been waiting i've been waiting to, just don't worry about this like, i think about that. i think they, See, they I've been, I, their, I had that in the chamber i've been having that in the chamber since i, was, I since think they go crazy started. at home but like if they're in oh god uh whether it's I don't care if it's Memphis or Sacramento, like it just hasn't gone well. So, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Oh, oh, I'm gonna go. Well, I think so. I know Sandy has been waiting. I've been waiting on a Sandy text for real. These last these last couple of losses, I've been waiting for stick your tongue out like that. It's coming to double digits, nasty. <laughs> what do you mean, Michael Jordan? Please yeah. no. Please no. <laughs> If y'all are watching on Spotify, all right. Uh, good. good on you. You do not you oh gotta go and see this, oh bro. My gosh. That is gross. Listen, listen. What's gross? What's gross okay, about it? So I, I, I understand that there is concerns about this Warrior team on the road, but may I remind you that there's been a very, very, very long time since we have seen this Warrior team actually at full strength. And what I mean by that is, if Andrew Wiggins is not there in the Fair. playoffs, Fair. I'm talking. I'm talking Stephen not... Clay's concerns on the road. I'm, I'm sorry if oh, I said. I'm Warriors. not tripping over. I'm not tripping over that. At, oh, you good? You good? I'm not tripping over that at all. As far as those two are should concerned, I'm the only thing that should I'm be, should tripping, be tripping off like of some untied shoelaces. If, <laughs> if, <laughs> if <laughs> bars. If if if, uh, if Wiggins isn't there, 
if Wiggins isn't there, GP2 isn't there, that level of loan that you're talking about, the defense alone, like, as for, unfortunately, we have to kind of break away from duos for a second just to talk about the team because the Warriors are a team defensive, you know, they're defensive-minded team, but it's a team format. Like, they can do the boxing one, they can do the 2-2-1, two, two, all of those things, but it helps if they have an Andrew Wiggins and a GP2, their two best perimeter defenders, because that takes away from Clay Thompson having the responsibility of guarding the best player on the other team like he used to back in 2016 and 2015. Steph Curry doesn't have to worry about that either because he has a GP2 at his position, things like that. So for for Clay and Steph alone, I don't think that they would have an issue at all if everybody else is holding their own defensively because that takes the responsibility away from them so they can focus on getting their shots and keeping the team up. Uh, now, another thing too that that's something that I think is underrated about this duo is the runs that these two can go on by with, with just the two of them. And I'm talking... Clay hitting two back-to-back threes, Steph adding two back-to-back. Like, that's happened. We've seen that. We've seen both those two be able to contribute mightily to a 15-2 run in less than two minutes. We've seen that multiple times. So if we're talking about the playoffs and, you know, these road games specifically, I've watched a lot of them this season, and I have seen that the Warriors' biggest issue is holding or going on a run and then maintaining that afterwards, not letting them chip back in, things like that. But I've also seen Clay Thompson and Steph Curry bring this team back from 15 down, bring this team back from 20 plus down and, you know, get them right back in or even take the lead. So I'm not I have no worry at all with Steph and Clay in terms of them showing up if if they're pre- if the pressure's on, because, I mean, they've done it before in their careers. I, I, I see them doing it now. It's maybe the last couple of years we can see it. But I agree. You know, I, I, I agree to that sense. I, I wouldn't be too stressed. Um, we are. Is, is there anything you guys really want to go over? That's crazy because we are nearing the end of the episode um there's no more really major talking points we should cut it off here i guess uh the last thing i'll say why katie book over kai luka um that's a great question it took me a while to decide who i want to put over who i put kevin durant and devin booker over luka and Kyrie because of kevin durant I That's valid. That I just was, wanted to hear that it. That was I, the pushing point for me, and I hate to say it. Oh I think the God. Mavs have two factors, though. Yeah, I, I, I like I agree. Like but Kyrie also at the same being time, a like, fourth quarter scorer, like he could go bucket for. We bucket are underestimating KD. Book, though. Like, look at what Book's doing without Kevin Durant right now. Like, he's dropping forty a night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can rely mm-hmm. on Devin Booker if Kevin Durant has an off night. Um, I'll say it right now. Luca's playmaking was a separator for me. That's fair. That's fair. And if you say Luca over Kyrie, I'm like, man, like, they're, I'm not gonna argue it because. At one point, I was thinking that too, but I I had I was looking at my list and I saw Kevin Durant's name beside the number two, and I was like, I I, I want to do this. I want to do this. God, please let me do this. But my conscience wasn't letting me, and I had to put him at number one. Mid range mafia, baby. Yeah, seriously, no, that mid range game is disgusting. <laughs> it's so tough. That mid range game so is disgusting. Tough. Anyways, if you're on um YouTube, by the way, and you notice my light cut out, I have a whole new lighting setup coming in. It, it literally Amazon shipping it tomorrow, uh, and I had to use like this. This nah, cheap he, light he's that just, just filming died. in a cave. I'm filling it yet, <laughs> but like I'm gonna have a super cool lighting setup on Thursday. So, see, if, you'll the see that cave. What the you'll hell? see that. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, we're gonna near the end of our episode today. Thank you so much hey, for listening to episode. Join episodes. our Discord. I was just gonna say join that. Join the Discord, um, baby. Episode sixty. Make sure to join the Discord. Uh, we are like ten members away from five hundred members, which is insane. Um, we have a lot of fun stuff coming. We have a big, big announcement that's going to be done through the Discord, so make sure to join it. Let's just say the podcast is expanding. We will see you guys in episode 61. Peace. Peace. Peace.